Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you see a group of people running, you run too. Everyone was really scared, not knowing what was going on. Just seeing like police running around with guns. People had basically run out of their shoes trying to get into buildings so quickly. There was the fear that someone would be shot right in front of me. It's a lot. The anxiety here is palpable. Students say they're questioning their safety. It really seems like we can sum up the general feeling with two words, not again. So tired of having the same thing happen again. It's the sound that strikes fear in the hearts of students and staff at UNC and their families at home. Another alarm sounded on the Chapel Hill campus today. Another threat, another person with a gun. This time, no one was physically hurt, but the trauma, the fear, the wounds reopened is a pain all its own. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Gerald Owens. Police say a man was seen waving a gun at the Alpine Bagel Cafe on campus. A source told WRL that man was the boyfriend of a former employee. They say he started waving the gun during a confrontation and left. The alert went out and the university and the nearby public schools were put on lockdown. An eerily familiar scene. Just two weeks ago, a professor was shot and killed on campus. Our team has been there all day from when the alert went out to the all clear, to the suspect's arrest, to the university's response. WRO's Dan Haggerty is on the UNC campus and joins us live. Dan, you were just there two and a half weeks ago and you're back again. Yeah, imagine being a student here, Gerald. Uh, a very scary situation, chaos again on campus, this time inside a bagel shop in the student union, just through the front doors behind me. Uh, a, a confusing moment as well for students. Keep in mind, there was a 10 minute gap between the 911 call that first went out and the alert that went out to the entire campus. And during that 10 minutes, there was a flurry of messages sent on every platform you can imagine as students were communicating with each other about what happened. Many of it, many of it misinformation as they waited for a clearer picture from UNC. During that time, the images we captured on Sky 5 and with our cameras of uh, whether it be students running or police arriving here at the scene, seeing that familiar sight once again with those long guns in their hands as at the time a lot was still unknown we are still we are figuring out much more as you can imagine at this point we know more about what happened inside of that student union because we've been speaking to the eyewitnesses who were there wrl's keely arthur joins us now after speaking to some folks who dealt with that scary situation up close and personal keely dan i want you and our viewers to think about five feet. That's a really short distance. It's shorter than my wingspan. Now, that is how close some of these students were to a gun today. They tell me these past two incidents have left them questioning their safety, and some today wondered if they would live. In the moment, I had a split second of thinking to myself, oh my God, that's a gun. These are the thoughts running through the minds of UNC students right now. Okay, 
after not one but two campus-wide lockdowns in just as many weeks. It's all disrupted again, and I don't know if, like, for the rest of the semester, it will ever feel like another normal week. Like, again? Like, it's happening again? At the first lockdown, Ali Agnoli was far away from the chaos. At the second incident, she was five feet from the gun. She'd been eating lunch with her roommate when the gunman charged into the student union, confronting a worker at Alpine Bagel Cafe. They hid. We kind of got under the table and got as close as we could. Um, my roommate kind of like, she froze like, what do we do? And I was like, just get down. And then there was the fear that someone would be shot right in front of me. And then possibly that he would turn around and see me and my roommate and shoot us next. He didn't. He left and left all of this behind him. First, Agnoli ran, then quickly called 911, alerting friends who had no idea what she was talking about. My friend thought I made a typo because we were typing fast. We were like, gun on campus. Like, she thought we meant like, guy on campus. Like, she was so confused, like, because nothing had been sent out. Nine minutes after she called 911, she says UNC put out an alert. But I think that the second that that 911 call, like, comes through and you hear something like that, the university should be sending something out too. Gun safety was important to Agnoli before all of this. Earlier this week, she was in Raleigh at the state legislature pushing for gun reform. Now, it just got a whole lot more personal. It's just very um, terrifying to think about what could have happened. Um, yeah, like, I'm very grateful that no one was hurt. And I'm sending all my love to the Alpine worker, too. Like, he had a gun in his face. But just the fact that we could have watched that man die and then also could have been next. It's a lot. So what I was going to say is, obviously, there's a lot of students who are very, very sad. And I think, you know, that's the case for most of the students here. But I want to paint a really clear picture about what's happening on campus right now. I just went down to Franklin Street. There are students out and about. And there was a group of students that walked past me and kind of mockingly said, we're so sad. And I think that speaks to the anger that students are dealing with on campus. They should be worrying about football games and worrying about what their homework is and their social activities and not all of this. And so I think the university has a really long way to go because there's so much uh, emotion and kind of a mix of it on campus right now, Dan. Anger and frustration. Of course, uh, classes were canceled for the remainder of the evening, as you know, Keely. And the students we talked to said they, they want the normalcy of a schedule. They want to be able to go to college the way they're supposed to, yet they keep getting these interruptions. Keely, thank you. Police, their response was obvious today. Uh, they were quick to get here and quick to act. The arrest came shortly after this incident started. We go now to WRL's Aaron Thomas as we learn a bit more about who this suspect is and more of the motivation of why today happened. Aaron. Yeah, Dan, certainly a lot of information that we've learned about this accused suspect since we first went on air at 4 p.m. Behind me is the arrest and location for 27-year-old Mikhail Harris. It is worth pointing out that police were already familiar with Harris over an outstanding warrant from September 5th. That's from just last Tuesday. You can take a look at your screen. We actually have a mugshot of Harris. He's from Durham, according to police. Right now, you're looking at a mugshot from a charge not related to this specific case. He was arrested today on Formosa Lane in Chapel Hill, North 
north of campus. The outstanding warrants that we just referred to are related to an assault charge by him pointing a gun and communicating threats at a convenience store in Chapel Hill last week. That's according to an arrest warrant. I spoke with a woman who lives at this apartment complex where he was arrested. She tells me that she worried for her nephew today who had just been dismissed from school as the arrest took place in her neighborhood. When they released them, they're still out here pointing guns and hadn't got him yet. So I was freaking out about going up there because they told everybody to go back in their house and stay in the house. And on our late news, of course, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into this suspect who was arrested today and what actually led investigators to this apartment complex as an arresting location. Dan. Aaron, thank you. As more of the pieces come into play, we get a better idea of exactly what happened today. But the students, once again, they're hungry to get that information more quickly because of the stress that these vaguer alerts create when all they hear is of a uh, emergency on campus. We have, again, been talking to students a lot as now they're going through this the second time already early in this school year. WRL's Shelly Jackson spoke to students all afternoon, joins us now with the vibe you're getting from the kids who are struggling through this. Well, Dan, sad, scared, terrified, those are all words I have heard out here today. When we arrived this afternoon, this plaza behind me, it's called the pit. It was empty. Alpine Bagel is right there on the corner. Students were pressed up against these windows at the library and the dining hall, watching everything unfold in the plaza. I even found a student hiding, crouching behind a bush between a wall, too terrified to come out. Sirens blaring across UNC campus. And it blares and it says danger, get inside, um, dangerous person. And students, again, running for shelter. Running out, chairs were getting knocked over, things like that. Oh, I was sitting right outside of the dining hall. We just saw people just Those running students and we didn't know what was going on. So when you see a group of people running, you run too. At 12.54, Alert Carolina sending an emergency notification about an armed, dangerous person on or near campus. And we were looking out those windows up there, just seeing like police running around with guns and stuff. The all clear given a little over two hours later. It's a little relieving, but still not really. All of this less than three weeks after a fatal shooting on campus. It's absolutely insane. Nobody should have to go through this once. Nobody should ever feel like the fear of the possibility of having to go through this. And the fact that it's happened twice is absolutely insane. It was a little shocking. I didn't expect it to happen for a second time, but you know, this is the world that we live in right now. And out here on the plaza tonight, it looks like life is getting back to normal. We've seen students walking with yoga mats to yoga, students walking their dogs and heading over to the library to study. But still, the students we're talking to are stopping and saying that they are sad and frustrated they're going through this again. Dan? Obviously, Shelley, thank you so much. We appreciate that. And again, the, stu the students have a lot of questions, as does everyone else. And we will continue to ask those questions as the university and the local police and all of us try to get a handle on these incidents and the impact that they have on young people trying to learn. Ashley, Gerald. It's just so sad yeah. hearing the students say, well, this is just the world that we live in, like right. as though they've just, you know, doesn't have resigned to themselves to that. Yeah. Thanks, Dan.
want to send it over to Mark Boyle in the WRO Live Center. Mark, we're hearing from the governor tonight. Hearing from the governor via an X message. We'll get to that in just a moment. But if you're just getting home right now at 7-Eleven earlier this afternoon around 5 o'clock, we did hear from the chancellor as well as the chief of police at UNC Chapel Hill. Here's part of the message, and it's not just about the problem of dealing with today. It's about a larger issue that the campus is dealing with as a whole. Uh, it's uh, sad and alarming uh, that there have now been uh, two lockdowns uh, over the past 16 days on our campus uh, where we've had to apprehend individuals who have violated the safety and well-being of our community. And Governor Roy Cooper talking about those two incidents right here. This is the message. It's a tough look to see a second lockdown only a day after some Republican leaders mocked UNC students who were protesting at the legislature demanding action on common sense gun reform. Instead of turning your backs, how about actually listening to them? So clearly a lot of questions about what to do next, how to fix this. Can you fix it? We'll see how all of this goes forward and what kind of attention this story gets a few weeks, a few months from now. Back to you. Yeah. All right, Mark, thank you. We will continue to bring you updates and new information on the lockdown and arrest throughout our evening newscasts. You can also find the most up-to-date information on WRAL.com and the WRAL News app. A Wilson man is dead after a deputy shot and killed him. Just ahead, what we know about the man who died and what's next in the investigation. Plus, a group of thieves hit seven different businesses in Raleigh's Midtown area. Hear from business owners who are furious. Kat? Just a few showers left as the cold front starts to push out. One headed for Fayetteville. I'll let you know when the rain clears out and when the dry air works its way in. Coming up. were hit by vandals and thieves last night in the Midtown area of Raleigh. They not only caused damage, but made off with all kinds of merchandise and cash. Just look at all these locations here. Watch as two white cars roll up outside Tobacco Max and Vapor off Old Wake Forest Road. Six people dressed in all black file out, one using a pipe to try to bust open the door. That doesn't work, so then a driver rams a car into the building to bust the window. The vandals then scatter into the shop, stealing cash and hundreds of dollars worth of products. Yeah, I was so mad because it's just like I told you, it's nothing. You know, it's just they screw other people's life, they screw other uh, people's businesses for no reason. Mm. You can see here at Lago Supermarket video of the vandals as well causing a mess, only making out with a few cans of Coke. Here is the map, again, of the businesses that were hit. Jets Pizza on Wake Forest Road, a pet supply store, an ABC store in North Hills, and a Dunkin' Donuts. No suspects are in custody. The SBI is investigating the shooting death of Lamora Spate Jr. by Wilson County deputies. They say Spate was having a mental health crisis, and if they, investigators say it escalated when he put a deputy in a chokehold and then reached for his gun. Spate's family believes that deputies went too far. WRO's Keenan Willard is learning more about Spate and what's next in this case. James Ward says in more than 20 years coaching high school football, Lamora Spate Jr. was one of his favorite players. A captain on the Beddingfield High School team, Spate would drive with Ward to and from school every day. This kid was just like, you had no choice but to gravitate to this kid. Quiet, run through a wall for you. He was very, very, very smart at school. The U.S. Army confirms Lamora Spate Jr. had served in the U.S. Army Reserve since 2019. The Wilson County Sheriff's Office says on Sunday they were called to this home in the town of Saratoga, 
where Spate was experiencing a mental health crisis. The sheriff's office says deputies initially tried to de-escalate the situation, but Spate put one of the deputies in a headlock and then tried to unholster their gun. At that point, the sheriff's office says another deputy shot and killed Spate. It was hard to fathom that this had to be the end result. You know, and that, that, that's, that's what's hard. So that's why all my questions are at. Spate's family members confirmed to WREL he put a deputy in a headlock, but they feel the other responders should have used other tools to de-escalate the confrontation before shooting him. Some of those who knew Spate say they feel the same. There's a lot of other ways to, 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 to take care of this than killing this kid. The SBI is now investigating this deputy-involved shooting. For now, people close to the family are left trying to understand this loss. Now, I wasn't aware of, of anything that he was going through, mentally, emotionally like that, but I mean, things change with people every day, and, and you, you never know what people are going through. Keenan Willard, WRL News, Wilson. And the Wilson County Sheriff's Office hasn't said whether any of the deputies involved in the shooting have been put on leave. Here is a live look over Lake Gaston, a beautiful sunset over the water. I would just love to be out on a boat there tonight. It's going to be a nice one. Kat Campbell has your forecast, Kat. It's looking good up at Lake Gaston. Our northern counties dry. What you're seeing around Wake County, the green there, mostly just ground clutter, so not actually rain falling. A few showers mixed in in Johnston County, but not as much as the radar is showing there. But we do have some rain, though, in the northern part of Wayne County and some rain drifting into Fayetteville as we speak. But we just have have a couple more hours left of these isolated showers because the dry air is finally coming. Our taste of fall starts tomorrow with the less humid air moving in, but it's really going to peak by the time we get to Friday. Tomorrow morning, you'll wake up to temperatures in the mid 60s. Friday morning, waking up to temperatures in the mid 50s. This is going to be some really nice weather to open up the windows at night, let some fresh air in. Saturday morning, we can get down to 53. Not entirely out of the question that Roxborough could be closer to 49 or 50 on Saturday morning. It's all thanks to this cold front that we have passing through at this hour. It will slowly continue to work its way through and we're not going to see an instant change. Sometimes we get those fronts where temperatures drop, you know, 10 degrees in a matter of an hour fun fronts like that. But this one is going to be gradual. We'll see the drier air push in the more muggy areas in green, the drier air in gray. Throughout the day tomorrow, it's pushing into the area from north to south. But look at Friday. That's when you're really going to notice that crisp feel. Our dew points are likely to be in the 40s and 50s on Friday with a north wind helping to dry things out. It should really feel like fall by the time we get to Friday. In the morning at 6 a.m., we're around 56 degrees, 9 a.m., 63 on Friday. Lunchtime, it is full sunshine, 72 degrees, low humidity. Just doesn't get better than that to eat lunch outside on a Friday. And then our highs top out in the upper 70s during the afternoon. We also have some really great baseball weather. For first pitch forecast, we've got temperatures in the 70s. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Bulls treated to some really nice weather for tonight. It's dry there. You can see a beautiful sunset shot in the distance out of the D-bat. A good game going on tonight, and they've got their last stretch of home games this week. For tonight's lows, temperatures dip into the low to mid-60s, taking on a comfortable feel by the time you wake up tomorrow. 
Beware, as we head into the weekend, we've got dangerous rip currents again at the North Carolina coast. So if you're thinking about a trip to the east, we encourage you to stay out of the water. Hurricane Lee has weakened. It's a Cat 2 storm expected to further weekend into a Category 1 as it passes west to Bermuda on Friday morning and eventually weakening to a strong tropical storm or weak Cat 1 hurricane by the weekend when it makes landfall close to Nova Scotia. There could be some wind issues in the New England region, so keep that in mind if you do have any flights. Cape Cod, Nantucket could see some winds gusting around hurricane force, so just be aware of that if that is involved in your travel plans. Otherwise, we've got a great seven-day forecast here locally. Some warm afternoons settle back in for the weekend. High temperatures in the mid-80s. An isolated storm possible Sunday. Next week, we've got highs in the 80s, but the humidity stays fairly low next week. Oh, beautiful weekend. Yep. Okay, Kat, thank you. Still ahead, the fight over casinos and gambling continues at the state capitol, and we still do not have a budget. Up next, the people and important issues that hang in the balance as lawmakers squabble over a deal. state lawmakers still haven't come to a deal on a state budget. That's after hitting an impasse yesterday over whether to include casinos and video gambling in the spending plan. Even without a budget deal, lawmakers could technically take action to expand Medicaid or approve raises for teachers and state employees. That would help nearly a million people in the state who are waiting. But Republican leaders say they are not considering those options. They say the budget is a package deal and should stay that way. Medicaid and pay raises give lawmakers political leverage over each other and Governor Roy Cooper. Durham solid waste workers are back on the job as they continue their fight for higher wages. They're getting a show of support from two county planning commissioners. Stephen Valentine and Nate Baker walked out of the commission meeting last night and didn't come back. Now we should note that Commissioner Baker is running for a seat on the Raleigh City Council. The workers are calling for a cost of living increase and $5,000 bonuses. We'll keep you posted on what happens next. The Wake County Animal Shelter is once again at risk of reaching capacity. The shelter's housing 182 pets right now. The shelter urgently needs people to adopt these pets since the facility only has space for 30 more animals. That's why the Wake County Animal Shelter is waiving adoption fees for any pet that has been at the shelter for 15 days or more. The pets are all vaccinated, microchipped, and spayed or neutered before they go to their new homes. We were just commenting on how quickly these shelters oh. fill up with these animals. I know. Just seems like a few weeks ago we were talking about how that shelter right there may have been in a position there where they would have to euthanize an animal because they don't have the space. So it makes me think that just having 30 spots left, that'll, that'll go in no it's time. It's getting close, people. Yeah. Thanks for making WRL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRL. Have a great day. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.